Hi, this is John St. John. Yes, I'm the voice of Duke Nukem. I'm here to kick ass and listen to the Game Fix podcast. And this time I'm all out of asses. All right, partner. You know what time it is. Let's go, Welcome to another edition of the Game Fix Podcast. I'm Spanish. And I am Verlaine. Check out our website, gamefix.ning.com, and our Twitch channel, streaming weekly, twitch.tv slash gamefix. Of course, of course. And then you can follow us on Twitter, at Game Fix Show. It's the same on YouTube. It's the same on Instagram. Uh, and we are everywhere. So please tell your friends, share what you like. Uh, if, if you guys like what you hear, uh, let people know, because... Uh, uh, we're we're going to start giving away a lot of stuff here in the coming future, and we're going to start making a few new appearances as well. So uh, we kind of want everybody kind of in on it, and in this case, just do us a, a solid and share our stuff. That's really all we care about. Uh, and all, and you can find everything, like Verlaine said, gamefix.ning.com. Uh, this week, Verlaine, is a uh, pretty fun show that we're about to be doing. Um, we are about to have yes. fun. About to have a lot of fun. Uh, and if you if you know for the past, uh, we've, we've interviewed uh, the likes of Charles Martinet, which is uh, the voice of Mario, of course, uh, and uh, Dave Fenoy, a good friend of ours. He's voiced pretty much every voice in the world. <laughs> he's he's yeah. been at all. But uh, today uh, is really kind of special and uh, fun for us. And hopefully it's just as much for you. Uh, we will be talking to uh, the the one and only John St. John. He is the voice of Duke Nukem. So. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's not how he's <laughs> no, It doesn't sound like that at all. <laughs> we're terrible at it. But he's really good at it. So we're we're going to get a chance to talk to him, uh, ask him some questions, and about, like, you know, what, what, what he's been up to. Uh, 21 years of Duke Nukem. Pretty cool. So we... And, oh, and oh, we oh. have got... A fun favor to ask of him. Yes. 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 No, it's going to be fun. I, I, can't, I can't wait for that. Uh, uh, also, uh, after uh, a couple other things that we want to get into, so it's not just the interview. We, 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 we're still going to talk about uh, video games and what's going on this week. Uh, so we got Xbox News. We're going to talk some Overwatch. Nintendo Switch has been stolen and resold and ripped apart. And what the hell is going on? Uh, and then, of course, Crash Bandicoot. Yes. I love saying that because I never thought I would ever say that, but Crash Bandicoot, uh, some new stuff from them. So uh, we are going to get into that, but let's do like we normally do, and we'll talk about what we've been playing. How about that, Verlaine? Uh, I'm ready. You, you want to go first since you're ready? Okay, I'm, huh? I'm ready. Do it. <clears throat> um, all right, well, I have this strange addiction. Um, it's not a very hardcore addiction, but I cannot stop playing Skate 3. <laughs> I, I saw your feed. You've been playing that a lot. <laughs> and I know the game's seven years old. Yeah. Um, I myself, when it comes to skating games, I was Tony Hawk. So this yeah, is I mean, who a new though? type of play. Sure. Um, the way that you, it, it's harder. It's more technical. Um, but it, 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 feels, it feels cool. Um, but the game, like I mentioned to you, what was the funnest part of Dave Mira when we were playing it? Oh, oh, Dave the Mira, part? the BMX bike. Uh, pro <laughs> the the most fun I think I have playing that game is the biggest like mess up, like the biggest blunder. I don't even know how yes. to. Is that is that Just right? 
just failing in this game, <laughs> awesome. whether it's the event that you're supposed to fail or just trying to be serious and just falling. Like the physics in this game, <laughs> they are old, but they are just so hilarious yeah, yeah. and they're very realistic. That's so funny. <laughs> um, so yeah, dude. And, and the thing is, is like, that's just a game that I can, I can play for a long time. Yeah. I'm not really competing. I can, you know, you could do the, where, where you, you, you get in a lobby and you all take turns <clears throat> making a run, yeah. but it's actually fun to watch people and people hang around and watch you. And that makes it even funnier because you know, all these people are watching you because that's all that's on the screen. And when you just screw up the dumbest things, dude, like I'll take off immediately down a ramp and just fail. <laughs> and it's just yeah. funny because all the other guys are like busting out really cool shit. But, uh, yeah, man, I can't stop playing that game. Uh, I, booted up some force unleashed okay i have oh I have the dlc you were just so talking doing... you were just talking let me add you were talking last week how much you don't play that game the force Unleashed. yeah no well, no i'm talking i don't play battlefront oh battlefront oh yeah well that's true yeah. you don't play that either <laughs> force unleashed is you know you should actually start playing oh i i You've played I, it i had force unleashed for the playstation 3 so i i understand i have uh, the first and the second one there was two of that okay. right yeah, I, I never two, played yeah. the second one yet. Oh, yeah, yeah. I play. I have played. I, actually, I think I played more of the second one than I did the first one. Uh, the best part about the first one, though, I remember, is the very beginning. I know that's kind of funny to say, but the very beginning uh, with when you're Darth Vader and you're just ripping yes. through all the um, all the Wookiees, right? And so, that was a great way to start the oh game because you set the it, tone. It, it was like. Um, you know who else did it was prototype when they start the game and you have every power that you can get. Yeah. But then, you know, it goes to another segment and then you're, you know, then you're, you, you kind of know what you're, what to look forward to. Um, because you know, Vader had everything. And then when you start the game, your, your guy doesn't know like half that shit. Right. You got to kind of learn everything, but it kind of gives you the almost like, here's the cheat screen before you get into the actual game. Just to, so, so you know what you could have. Right. Yeah. <laughs> A it, little it, taster. My favorite part of it is the fact that it's just it's it was canon to the the story. Yeah, it, it could have been officially canon until they made the second one, um, which is part of the reason why I wasn't even as interested in playing it because once I started seeing um, like the scenes where he like kills uh, Han Solo. Yeah that interferes with the storyline and that can't be everything right. from the first one could have happened behind the scenes while the movie's going. That's on. fair. I can see that. Um, so yeah, that that's it. And then of course, overwatch, I I've still been playing and PSA. Wait. Yeah. Public. Service. Yep. Yep. That's um, right. <laughs> the season three competitive season ends tomorrow. I believe. Oh yeah. That's right. Tuesday would be the 21st. And it's crazy because for the past, like since the rooster came out, we've been playing just quick match. I haven't even touched competitive for the longest time. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I'm going to actually probably cram a bunch of hours in tonight. That's cool. Okay. I'll, I'll be there. I promise. I'll be there. <laughs> well, I, I, I did play, uh, I played some Overwatch last night. You were, however, were not on, sir. Um, and um, yeah, I had to It's okay. It's sleep. all good. It's all good. But I did play competitive and I got my ass kicked. Like I think it like three or four times in a row. Yeah. So, but that's okay. That it happens, right? That, that's yeah, the way the game. It, it does happen. That's the way the and you know, crumbles. they they do uh, actually rank you by skill. Yeah. 
So you can, if you, you could still be a sweet ass character on your team, lose and still, you're still going to rank down, but I think there's a different ranking. Like when someone's like, I'm the best mercy player, it's, they don't have to necessarily be the highest ranked. Yeah. Um, so I don't know. I mean, they, they really emphasize that. Hmm. So just, you know, take it to heart. And Food remember. for thought. Feel, feel good. Feel good about it. Feel good Silver about lining. it. Yeah. I like that. Uh, what else? Anything else you've been playing? It was your turn. You oh. said Overwatch. Oh, uh, well, no, I mean, it's fine. Overwatch, of course. I just kind of mentioned it. Yeah, of course. But uh, I, I only I played Overwatch only after I got done uh, with the whole story of Wolfenstein, the First Order. Wolfenstein. Uh, the Wolfenstein. Yeah. Uh, or the New Order. Is it the First Order? The New Order. Excuse me. New Order. Uh, um, it was uh, I, I I got I got to play through it. I actually borrowed it from Link, so you should you should be the next to get through the whole entire thing. I know you've played a little bit of it, but you haven't gotten through it all. Um, right. It is only a campaign game. There's no multiplayer with it, uh, but it's okay. Uh, I I really enjoyed that. I really enjoyed that this game was made for a campaign because uh, you know you were gonna get the campaign. You weren't gonna get you know a, a little bit of the storyline, but the whole game is really multiplayer. You know what I mean? Right. So uh, with this, I knew that I was actually going to get and it. And it actually kind of gave me the feeling of like an old school game because that's what it, it used to be. Feel, it felt like clunky and like yeah. like real, like gritty. Yeah, yeah, totally. Uh, the, uh, you know, you're you're taking care of uh, a lot of Nazis. If you don't know the storyline, well, I'm not going to tell you. No, I'm kidding. The story, the storyline is uh, it takes place in the 1960s and it was when the Nazi the Nazis have won they they won World War II so that's that's right, really that's, okay. what the so what we're living what you're playing in is the 1960 version of that so kind of get the idea but uh, it it was it kind of had a little bit of everything you were you're swimming underwater uh, flying through the air uh, you know just a bunch of kind of a kind of a like everything there was awesome the the guns were were all awesome to use uh, oh yeah m not to mention I, I was on the moon too so you get you get to go to the moon in the, in this game what? yeah you like get the to first the person moon. on the moon then it's like in the 60s no right? no no it's it, no they're all on the like they have like moon base oh oh see, yeah see the yeah. nazis were more advanced well that's what they're saying so uh, but like so, so like I, I got to do this and play with laser guns and like all, all these different things that I didn't really expect to be in that because if you did play the first Wolfenstein, the original one that came out for PC back in the day, uh, I, it was it's really very different <laughs> as far as I mean, the storylines, uh, the, the only thing is the storyline is just it's the future of that story. Uh, OK, so, here real, real quick. Yeah. Controversial question. Controversial. If you knew that. At this exact time, it, it, like in 2017, if the Nazis won the war, we would already be on the moon, populating the moon. Do, do I think that's would true? Would you rather that happen? No. No. Why would I say yes to that? <laughs> well, I mean, would you, technology. Would you be okay with mass killing of a of, of certain races? No, I wouldn't be okay with that. No. <laughs> I wasn't. That's not what I. Was I understand, at. but that it all goes with that. That's why I'm no, 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 no. No, I'm good with not being on the moon. I'm fine with that. I prefaced it with the word controversial. Okay, that's fair. That's fair. You did say that. All right, I'll give all it right. to you. 
but no, uh, no, they absolutely not. <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, it still doesn't change my answer. Uh, but uh, yeah, I got through that. Uh, very cool, though. Uh, I was really excited to play a certain part in this game. If you if you played the game, you know what I'm talking about. When you're when you're at home or at home base or whatever you want to call it, uh, you you can go and take a nap. You can go like you know sleep in your bed, and it gives you the option to take a to, to sleep and well, it doesn't really give you an option it gives you an option to just go to sleep uh but it, it doesn't say go to sleep it says nightmare so of course you're going to want to click on that and say what the hell is that uh I, it, the nightmare is actually the first level of the of the original wolfenstein game but yeah the only difference is that you can actually strife left and right while you're shooting up you can move the weapon up and down it's not on one like playing, yeah, you know, like yeah. Doom was at one point. Um, I think uh, you have like the axes that you can like go around instead right, of just right. forward, backward, side, side. Not only that, but the the guns were updated. It wasn't like the pixelated look. It was kind of like the, everything else was pixelated, but the guns and everything else were not, which was very cool. I did I did enjoy yeah. that. Um, and it is it's the whole first level of the of the original Wolfenstein game. So I was like, that, that was cool. It, dude, not only is it the first level, but it, it is the exact replica of the first level. There are the secret like door passageways and stuff that work just like the original game. Oh, so nice. yeah, it was totally cool. I was like, this is awesome. I actually went out of my way to play that a few times just because it was a lot of fun. And now I'm saying that I would love to play a Wolfenstein game that was like that. So uh, the actual Wolfenstein game, but with updated uh, like, you know, FPS rules and regulations if you will what about graphics uh i think the, the graphics the way they had it was perfect kind of like the, the right. pixelated graphics but the gun is is like uh detailed Realistic. yeah i thought it was so cool i thought i i, I really liked it um yeah so i i got i got through that very cool storyline it's totally creepy uh but uh very cool very it, it really felt like one of those old school games where you, you know you have to beat the boss you have to beat you know of this level to get to that level and all you know so and and like i said the guns in this game are second to none there are so many uh, i i love i love to take people out with like knife throwing and very cool very cool i i i i love this game from top to bottom i give this game uh, i'm giving ratings i usually don't uh, but i would give this this game at least an 8.7 so out of eight point out, out of out of three no uh, out of ten so you know there th this game this game's cool you could probably find it pretty cheap now uh, and if you if you just want like kind of a cool uh, playthrough campaign very cool I, I think anyone that enjoys any type of first person shooter whether it be old school or now I think you would really dig it I really do um, yeah there's that and also I have been playing something else are you ready for this. I'm ready for this. I bought a Amazon Fire controller that okay. it, that looks like a um, an Xbox controller. It's pretty much identical to an Xbox controller. Uh, uh, I'm not sure if you can use it for the Xbox. I'll have to look into that. But uh, what I've been playing is I'm playing Nintendo games on my Fire Stick. Oh, nice! And it's like rep like perfect replica. Like absolutely. I'm uh, just playing ROMs on the Fire Stick, and like today I was playing, uh, I tried out a bunch of ROMs to make sure they worked, uh, but um, I was playing uh, Super Mario Brothers, I played Tecmo Bowl, I played um, 
uh, Dino Wars. You remember Dino Wars back in the day? Yeah. My God, what a terrible game! But I, but I love, yeah. <laughs> but I loved it because it, it totally reminded me of like being a kid. So I was like, I gotta have that game. Of course, I had Punch Out. You know, Tetris. Oh, I was playing Tetris. Oh my God, Tetris is so fun. It it, it doesn't matter when oh, yeah. who you are. That game is amazing. <laughs> doesn't matter who you are. Doesn't matter I who you are. It. I love it. That's the best. So. Um, yeah, but that's uh, that's what I've been playing this week. So I I know this week is going to be chock filled with probably Overwatch. I would imagine. Yes. Yes. Uh, well, uh, you want to get into quick Overwatch shit? Uh, let's do it real quick. All right. Well, okay. So we, we got this actually, cryptic, yeah, we we have we have John say John waiting. So we'll get into this real quick. Um, we got this cryptic tweet, not we, but you know the world. Uh, from what's his name from the development team in Overwatch. Okay. And it said, what did it say? Number 24 is not who you think it is. Yes. So obviously he's talking about the 24th character of the game. Right. And obviously, at least from my perspective from the beginning, they would have had to really drop what they're doing to pump out Doomfist so quick. Anyone who thought that was the character was kind of lost touch i think i'd say so because i mean the character itself uh is not just one person you know right it, it, it was a person that just somebody, had that it's somebody with a right, fist right the doom so, fist. and and you got to think that if doom fist came out anyone with a brain would have to assume that this whole spotlight um about you know terry doing the voice was just a lie yeah that would make everything a lie and I don't think it's a lie. I don't think so either. So brings us back to what they originally were working on and original rumors. Now, I have to say, no matter who this 24th character is, I th it's pretty much been confirmed that this character is coming out with the next Overwatch update. The next big, the, the main updates that they have, we're going to see this character, which is very quick compared to them just releasing Sombra. Yeah, so yeah. I there's think a quicker there's than some the reason one, why, yeah. you know, that they're 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 gonna they're just really they're pulling the trigger on this character like fairly quickly. However, remember when we were talking about Sombra, there were other characters that even I mentioned like that were rumored during that time. One of them being Athena. Yes, which is uh, for those who don't know, is the computer of uh, Winston, Winston's computer voice or whatever. Uh, so kind of a if if to, to to put it in layman's term, kind of a vision type situation for Marvel. Yeah, that's that's what it would be. Kind and of, yeah. there there are pictures like you know you could find a, type in Overwatch and there'll be like a picture of every character in Overwatch. Yeah. Well, there's like a couple pictures that have more than just the characters in them, and one of them is like the silhouette of what looks to be a female droid. Um, and that's why people are kind of like, well, it might make sense because Athena's always with us anyways, saying welcome to yeah, whatever. Um, and she's highly tied into Winston and everything Overwatch. So to me, that makes the most sense. Um, Would she be a healer? I don't know. See, that's, we could speculate that because I, I, I'm thinking I would because say support. yeah, she's got to be some kind of support. I don't know if she'd say. I, I, my, my guess is she wouldn't be like a, a healer, like a mercy or anything like that. I would say it'd be more like, um, uh, what's uh, Zemetra? Zemetra, yeah, it'd be more like that. So more like, uh, it, it gives you more power or you know something like that. I don't know about turrets, but 
eh, we'll see. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't want to have so, two of the same character, of course, but I, I think it'd be more like that than a mercy. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I'm excited, though, because we're getting another character. Yes. Um, it's cool that they didn't, you know, they they are apparently, oh, and, yeah, he was quoted as saying they are working on more than one character at one time. So we're going to see more. With probably this year, I would imagine at least two more. Right. That's that's what I'm thinking. So two new ones this year, that would be uh, that would be cool. I think that's exactly where they need to be. Uh, I and then Doomfist next year, if if ever, I don't even care to be honest with you. I, I to be I, I see I see Doomfist more of a um, I don't know, like a like a YouTube video type character or something like that. <laughs> you know what I mean? No, no, like like like, he has like a YouTube doing, channel. Yeah, no, like doing videos on on Overwatch's YouTube, not not. In the video, oh, game. just like one of the lore characters, yeah, that are really in the game, that right? Just like, has to do with it, sure. Maybe, yeah. maybe down, down, down the road, but I'm not. I don't care about that. That is not important to me. I don't care. The yeah. characters they have now, I, I don't, I, I don't, I don't need anything else. I feel like I'm good, but I'd love to see something else. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. But again, the more characters they add, the more risk they have of breaking the other ones. Yes. Well, Which is why they're constantly updating and balancing the game. Yeah. I mean, that kind of that's not the only reason, but right when they balance it, goddamn, you know that a month after they release the new character, it's going to get rebalanced, and yep. we're going to see a whole set of things that are going to help, you know, just... Make the game better. Which, I don't mind. I don't <laughs> mind, because it, it kind of, like, I'm growing accustomed to the minor changes. Like, one day I'll play Anna, and I'm doing this, and the next day I'm doing something different, yeah. yet doing the same thing. With the same thing. I mean, right. I don't mind it. I think it's cool. Whatever. It's fine. That's fine. It's like an upgrading character. Just You're just like, oh, yeah. You got to yeah. the next level. Here's an upgrade. You know, kind of like that. So, okay. Well, I think it's time. Is it that time? Yes, Verlaine, it is that time. Uh, we are finally joined by a very good friend of ours, John St. John. John, how are you doing? You are the voice of Duke Nukem. What the hell are you doing here? Um, I was uh, kidnapped and forced to do this, actually. <laughs> well, we appreciate you joining the show. Uh, and th the biggest reason why we have you on is, well, A, because we love you. That, that's A1A. And, and B would be 21 years of Duke Nukem. What does that say to you? What, how, how, do, how do you feel about that? And, and don't, Very old. I was going to say, don't say that. But. It makes me feel like an old fart. Uh, but success, <laughs> I would imagine, right? The, the, the voice itself transcends from, man, I, I couldn't even, it's just 21 years. <laughs> Dude, I'm just so lucky to be, you know, I, I'm just another douchebag guy who happens to be a, you know, a former radio guy who's a voice actor yep. now and, and lucked into, you know, a lot of people would call the role of a lifetime, you know, uh, the very first big first person shooter, the first game to really have a lot of dialogue from mm -hmm. a character that you're playing, you know, I, it was timing and luck and Lonnie Manella that got me where I am. Okay. Yeah. Uh, t t tell me about her because I know I know she, you you worked with her uh, when you were you were a production director for a radio station. Is that right? We yeah yeah for a few radio stations in my career. Okay. Uh, if I wasn't doing afternoons or mornings, I was a, a commercial producer. Right but on. yeah, I worked with Lonnie at uh, on a project she was doing here in San Diego many years ago. Well, back to 1995. Yeah. And 
Yeah, that's that's where the introduction happened. In fact, I was working with Lonnie two days ago. We just did more Star Trek online. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah, yeah, because hey. I'm Ambassador Bavat, and uh, you know, somebody Kerplunk or Kaplek or Kapek or something. One, one of those Star <laughs> Trek names. I don't, the, I don't speak Klingon, so yeah. it's hard for me to pronounce their names. <laughs> oh, hey, what's going on? Hey, Verlaine, how's it going, dude? <laughs> Long time no see. What's up? <laughs> Uh, nothing, man. All right, so you're doing Star Trek Online. Is there any other things that you're currently doing right now? Oh, sure. I Fallen played... Angels. I, I play the part of Whitman in that one. That, that'll be uh, coming out uh, later okay. this year. Um, I'm Dusty in Rad Rogers. Uh, of course, Duke Nukem is in the full clip edif- edition. <laughs> I can't speak tonight. The full <laughs> clip edition of Bulletstorm, which is being released in April. I think the 7th. I could be off by a few days on awesome. that. Awesome. And nice. I'm... Uh, I'm thrilled to be not replacing, but um, uh, complimenting uh, Steve Bloom, a friend, a voice actor friend of mine who uh, plays Grayson in that game. Now you have the option either, of either playing his character Grayson or playing Duke in Bulletstorm. Awesome, which is pretty cool. That's yeah, yeah, cool. That, that's a great cameo. Uh, I think it's going to show a lot of people that game in general, which I think stayed a little under the radar. It uh, did. You're right. You're right. I mean, it was. It's probably still the only first-person shooter combo game right where where you kind of just make up combos in creative ways on just killing everybody <laughs> yeah nice way to put it by the way <laughs> um all right, everybody. I, I, I have a question um, i have an answer this goes back to duke nukem forever mm-hmm. um it's something that i always wanted to know because there was that huge 12-year gap mm-hmm during that 12-year gap, were you involved? Did, were, were you updated constantly, or were there times that you were kind of left in the dark just like everybody else? I'd say 99.999% of the time I was left in the dark like everybody else. I didn't even know they were going to make another game. Really? Wow. I never knew so, there was a Duke Nukem Forever back in 1999 or 2000. I'd never heard of it. <laughs> Are you surprised by that? I am absolutely surprised. Well, I'm a voice actor in the video game industry. That means I'm a mushroom. They keep me in the dark and feed (laughs) me a bunch of shit. Or rather, they don't tell me anything until, you know, three months before the game release. That's when they make me sign a non-disclosure agreement, and I can come in and record the tracks because, you know, the voice flap is opposite of cartoons. It's the last thing done in a video game, pretty much. And you you, you certainly don't want to share any, you know, uh, information you don't want shared with a voice actor. For God's sake, because <laughs> they're just going to we'll tell just to hear our own damn voices, you know. And so anyway, yeah, no, I I knew nothing for those fourteen years. I was just surprised one day, in uh, guess I it was early twenty eleven. I got a call from Kristen Hagelin at Cryptic, mm. or Triptic Triptic Games, Triptic. and uh, she said, uh, "Hey, guess what? It's a cold day in hell." And I said, "What are you talking about?" <laughs> She said, well, on your website, I noticed that you're promoting someday one cold day in hell. There might be a Duke Nukem Forever game because I'd caught wind of it around, I don't know, 2009 or so. Yeah, yeah. Put it on my website because there was a logo I found on online. And uh, she said, well, hell is frozen over. I said, honest to God, you're going to make the game. She said, yeah, we've, we've pretty much made it. So let's get your voice work on it. Oh, that's amazing. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, I mean, the game was made a long time ago. They just finally finalized it. Gearbox got the rights to take it over and, and finally finish the damn thing. <laughs> so out of the scripts, uh, mm-hmm. is there anything that you might have ad-libbed that made it into the game? Ooh, I like it. Oh, yeah, yeah. Which game are you, are you talking about? Duke Nukem Forever? Yeah, mainly that one. Um, wait, you know what? Oh, what was, was it? 
Duke Nukem 3D. Yeah, the original 3D. Because well. the, the, yeah, the, the first 3D one, because a lot of the lines are kind of Bruce Campbell, you know, Evil Dead oh, yeah, yeah. lines. D- oh, yeah, definitely ripped off. Direct rip-offs. There were a lot <laughs> of was... direct rip-offs. That was the whole thing with Duke 3D. But there was no uh, ad-libbing, really, in that game. That was So you didn't, like, throw a line, you know, B-roll line that made it into the game? No, no, like not in the original around. Duke 3D. I didn't because it was all pre-scripted, and it was very tight back then. There, there was no, God, there was no room on a freaking CD-ROM to put anything better than an eight-bit, oh, yeah. you know, <laughs> yeah, voice sample on. So there was no ad-libbing. Everything was timed out, and they knew exactly how many words they wanted in each file. Duke Nukem Forever, on the other hand, yay! <laughs> they let me self-direct. So, you know, I, I did my own thing and I ad-libbed quite a few. In fact, I credit my son, Brad, for uh, getting a line into the game. Which, which line is that? Which is, uh, uh, you douche nozzle, something to that effect. He's <laughs> called me a douchebag, but my son goes, oh, no, everybody says it's douche nozzle now, Dad. That's the dirtiest That's part so of the funny. whole rig. <laughs> okay. Douche nozzle. So, yeah, so that made it in. Uh, there were a couple of other lines that I ad-libbed, too, that, I just had a couple of shots of tequila before this uh, <laughs> podcast, and I cannot for the life of me, and a little weed, cannot for the life of me remember what they were at this moment. But they'll come to me, so keep talking, and, and okay. they'll just, I'll just blurt them out when they happen. So Duke Nukem Forever, opening scene in the bathroom, hucking turds. When you were <laughs> recording these lines, did you know what your character was doing? Yeah, they, they, they told me. They said, act disgusted, you know. Why are you doing this? Who does this shit? You know? Um, <laughs> they explained to me, yeah, and the player can pick a turd up out of a toilet and throw it against the wall yep. and try to carry it. And you I know, totally did. Yeah. That was, I think that the, the features in that game were way overlooked, the small things, the fact that you could interact with everything in that game. Thank you. Thank <laughs> you. Nobody, so many, no games yeah. paid attention to shit like that. And, you know, it, it just added realism to it. That's what I thought. And I figured it's because it sat there for 14 years. The the developers, uh, coders, whoever is sitting around with nothing better to do. Okay, I'll make this vending machine work then. What the fuck? Yeah. Right. <laughs> hey, they had nothing better to do for, for 12, 14 years, however long it took. I know. That, but yeah, I really enjoyed that part of the game is that you could interact with everything. You could pick up the phone. And yeah. use it. I know there's a few interactions with 3D, but I think it was mostly with like, like, hey, baby, like talking to like the stripper or something like that. Yeah. Um, and that was about it. Yeah. Yeah. Because, like, you know, as, as a kid playing that game, uh, I, I was, you know, infatuated with that type of scene because, you know, I was a kid. Mm-hmm. Exactly. <laughs> How many times that, did you hit the space bar? Oh. And it had a big mark in the middle of it. Yep. Yeah, totally. Shake it, baby. Shake it, baby. Shake it, baby. (laughs) (laughs) That's fantastic. I know how that goes. If you can can take one uh, one line for your entire time of voicing Duke Nukem, what would be your favorite line? Well, my favorite was written by a woman. As as a matter of fact, Duke Nukem Forever, all those lines written by two women. Okay. Wrong. Just so you know. Yeah, they are so, so wrong. I, my favorite was written for Duke Duncan Forever, and, and it is, I had eggs for breakfast. Your mom had sausage. <laughs> <laughs> right, yes, right. It gets that kind of reaction every time you hear it. Yeah, that would be my, that's, that is now my new favorite line. Yep, uh, yep. Yes. And I like how they updated some of the old lines, too. You know, like, I'll rip off your head and shit down your neck, which yeah. I think Bruce Campbell used first. Uh, yeah, updating yeah. that to uh, you know to match the game. I'll rip out your eyeball and piss on your brain. <laughs> I, I like, I like the one. when you go to the the Duke Nukem arcade machine. I don't mm-hmm. have time to play with myself. 
I don't have time to play with myself. <laughs> God, he just goes right into it. I love it. But uh, <laughs> it's the easiest voice to do of all the character voices I've done in my career. That's the easiest. Is is it because there? It isn't like high pitched. It's 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 almost you like you almost. Yeah, and and it's not just the pitch. I mean, pitch doesn't necessarily hurt. <laughs> yeah, um, that's true. It's it's what's vocally stressful. How 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 hard are you pushing air and vibrating your vocal cords? Yeah. And and Duke's actually kind of laid back and easy to do. It's the voices <laughs> like. Uh, like Sweet Tooth spokesperson in Twisted Metal Four. That's the kind of shit that tears uh, your voice apart. Yeah, <laughs> that's that's fun. that's awesome. Those are the tough it. ones. Um, now if if you, I I've always wondered because like you, you do voices for a living, right? Um, mm-hmm. I mean obviously along with other things, you, you voice commercials, you voice um, you know, promos, whatever they need to be done, like that. So mm-hmm. um, as far as in your personal life, and I don't mean behind your bedroom door, I mean like you know just walks of life. What characters in this world do you like to voice? Is there is there a favorite character that you just come out and voice because you feel like you could do it good, or maybe you could do it better? <laughs> Um, well, Duke, obviously, but I I don't get a whole lot of use out of that, but But, I I do love, uh, you know, every once in a while I'll crank call somebody and and pretend that I'm Patrick Stewart and I I like doing that voice. It's not spot on, but it's good enough over the phone that people buy it. Give us, give us an example. Yeah. This is Captain Jean-Luc Picard of the Federation Starship Enterprise. Mr. LaForge, take off that silly visor. All right, all right. You have have to fit in Earl Grey. You have to to drink Earl Grey tea. You have to fit something in. Earl Grey, 102 degrees. How about, about like, cartoons? Uh, Like Family Guy, Simpsons, anything like that? Oh, well, you know what? Here's a little story for you, then. Yeah. Uh, Let's go back. Wow. Sherman set the Wayback Machine for, (laughs) God, I guess 15, 16 years ago. Do you remember when the original... Well, they're still the same cast. The cast of The Simpsons was going on strike. They were walking out. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yes. Yeah. I actually, uh, Bonnie Piedela, she now goes by, and you'll see in the credits, Bonita Piedela, uh-huh. who's the casting director for The Simpsons, once gave me a call. When they had gone on strike, my boss at uh, the Fox affiliate here in San Diego, where I was working, said, you really should send it a tape because your Smithers and Burns are so good. So I sent a oh. tape in, and I got a call from her, and she goes, wow, they're spot on, so... We'll get back to you and let you know what happens. Well, the, you know, Hank Azaria and Dan Castellan out of the cast, they all sure. re-signed to get, you know, like 120 grand an episode yeah. after that. So I never I never got the shot, but I might have at one time become Smithers and Burns because I do those pretty well. Go ahead. Do it. Now, see, now uh, you have to uh, prove it if you're going to talk about it. <laughs> Smithers, who is that large-voiced individual? Ah, that's uh, John St. John, sir. Yeah, St. John, eh? Release the hounds. That's, that's, yeah. That is I, good, oh, Wow, dude. that is like. Smithers, you're gay, aren't you? Ah, uh, well, I'm happy, sir. <laughs> no, I mean a fudge packer, a rump ranger, a brown trout fisherman. Oh, Mr. Burns. I mean, <clears throat> oh, Mr. That Burns. <laughs> oh, no, yeah. Wait, that's, <laughs> that's more like. <laughs> uh, oh, right that's... away, Mr. Burns. Yes, excellent. <laughs> I used to do Barney Gumble pretty well, too, but I, you know, I'm, I've had. You know, those shots earlier. And, oh yeah, yeah. Well, you could probably do them yeah. even better now, right? Isn't that? Like, no, no. no. It's, <laughs> it's hard to perform when you've been drinking and smoking. That's you know crazy. what I mean? So you have to be sober to be Barney. It, believe it or not. How funny is that? Yeah. Hi, Homer. No, I can't do it right can't now. Can't do it. Can't do it. And I used to do a little bit of Homer Simpson, but it's hard to keep in that character. Yeah. This is Homer Simpson. I can't do that for very long. <laughs> not like not not to replace Dan Castellaneta, and you know. It's like, uh, 
if they replaced those actors with soundalikes that didn't sound close enough, I wouldn't watch it anymore. <laughs> oh, nobody would. Right? No. Right? No, Doesn't it piss you off? Totally. Okay. Now, it, if they die and they get replaced, well, I can kind of understand. Like when Mel Blanc died and Bob Bergen got to be Porky Pig and all that. Or, or, or well, Jim Cummings, a friend of mine who's a fan. You, you guys know Jim Cummings. God, yep. he's such a great voice actor. In 1985, when he was in New Orleans, I guess that's when Warner Brothers called him. And, or, I'm sorry, a Disney called and said, hey, we want you to be Winnie the Pooh and Tigger. And uh, and then later on, Darkwing Duck. Man, he mm. he is so spot on doing Sterling Holloway's old reads uh, that you couldn't tell the difference. Between the original and Jim Cummings, he's that good. It's it's like the lead singer of ACDC, you know, like when when Bob, Journey. <laughs> Bob Scott died, they they replaced it with yeah. uh, what's his name, uh, whatever the new, the new guys, and it was like what, like this is like spot on. I, I didn't even know that was even a possibility thing for. for yeah, oh yeah, they, yeah, Journey, you're right with that that Asian dude. Yeah, is yeah. like dead on. Oh, he's so good. It's so close that you 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 just want to go to the concert now, right? You know. I think it's easier um, you to know pull what? off and, and with the... I got a little... Jim Jim Cummings should tell this story, not me, but I'm going to share it with you in case you haven't heard it before. Great, great. I just have so much respect for the guy. He's he's fun to hang out with and and, and a very talented voice actor. But, you know, uh, most times in, in these CG movies and cartoons, the uh, the actors don't sing, but many of them are musicals and require singing. So obviously they cast a voice that sounds a lot like the actor. Hmm. And usually they're pretty good. Disney's very good about it. Um, when they I did the tell Lion you, until right King, now, I didn't even know. Well, when they did the Lion King, of course, Jeremy Irons plays the role of Scar. You guys have seen the Lion yes. King, of course. Mm -hmm. Well, Jeremy Irons doesn't sing, but Scar sings that song. Be prepared. Oh yeah, right? yeah. Totally. that's Jim Cummings doing his impression of Jeremy Irons singing the song. That is a wow. very that that's one of those things that you just don't hear about, you know, because it's it's like I, I guess if you if you listen to like podcasts and stuff, like you'll hear stuff like stories like that. But uh, when when that's in the mainstream, you don't hear that type of stuff. It's all all, all the credit would go to the actual actor of the, you know what I mean? Like yeah, it's just I, like, I think oh, yeah, most by people assume that Jeremy Irons saying that. I always did until I, did I met Jim Cummings and he told me the story. Oh wow! I was just amazed by it and blown away by his talent. <laughs> Because you know he 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 can mimic other voices perfectly. I have to kind of create them, and 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 I don't you know I'm not a spot on impression of anybody, yeah. uh, except Duke Nukem, of course. <laughs> um, but but he actually mimics other voices so well that you can't tell the original from his copy, and and I just I think that's awesome. Yeah, totally. I, I knew a guy that can do that. He uh. He would do it with normal people. I mean, he would sit in a classroom and just listen to somebody and then dead on imitation. Wow. Um, what That's I impressive. think. Yeah, normal people with no like, you know, distinguishing like features of their voice he was doing. But what gets me is the people that can, like you were saying, they can imitate one person imitating another person. You know, yeah. or they can imitate, they could be Arnold Schwarzenegger singing a song. Yeah, that's skill, dude. That, yeah. That's that's for me. That's like playing the drums. I, I can't play the drums because I can't do two things at once. <laughs> See, that's and, and that's room. that's why I like to give credit where credit's due to people like Jim Cummings, for instance. And I, and I call myself just a guy who got lucky and got the, the Duke role by luck and chance and being in the right place at the right time. Yeah, I can do uh, different voices. Most of mine are uh, over the top announcer voices. That's what I specialize in and and uh, imitations of 
older announcers who are no longer around. Don Pardo from Saturday Night Live, Gary Owens from radio and from laughing. You know, I do almost spot on impressions of them, but th there's very little use for that. But when you have a character like Winnie the Pooh or Tigger that need, you know, Disney's never going to stop making those shows. No, not at right. all. Those characters will live on for a long time. Jim Cummings has work until the day he dies sure. doing that. If he, I mean, if you could totally do somebody else's voice, man, I mean, th think about the market. Think about the, uh, well, the jobs, the lined up jobs. Exactly. Well, you guys know how 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 uh, generous Tom Hanks is. You know about his yeah. brother Jim, right? Oh yeah, yeah. And all no. the Toy Story oh, things yeah. for that are made for directed DVD or whatever. That's not Tom. That's Jim Hanks doing Woody's voice. Really? Yeah. And, and I'm I'm assuming he also does the toys. You know the the toys that you could pull the string and it'll be Pro like probably. Woody's I'm voice. guessing that's probably Jim. Probably if if it's not you know stuff that's sampled from. The you know, itself, uh, the yeah. original Tom Hanks Reach tank, for uh, the takes from stars. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, now, I, 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 I love I love different voice actors. I, I, I think it's you know when it comes to our show, we we like um, we like to hear different things because you know we're we're the guys that you know sit in our living room and play video games hours a day. That's right. that's that's who we are. I, I know you're not are are you a big you're not much of a gamer, right? I, I think I've heard I, that before. I'm I'm a minor gamer. I do play some things. Just last night I fired up Grand Theft Auto 5 just oh, for the hell of it. Good for you. Good for you. Well, yeah, you know, and I've played Duke Nukem Forever and I, you know, I'll play Bullet Storm when they send me copies. I, I'll play everything. Sure. Um, I just I lose interest faster than you guys do, I that's guess, fair. because that's fair. because I suck at it. <laughs> Well, no, really, I, I'm I'm not a gamer. I'm I'm 56 years old. I'm an old dude. So yeah. yeah, I'd like to think I can play these games well. But when my son, who's now 22, turned 12 and started kicking my ass, that's when I stopped playing video games. Yeah, that's usually what happens when you get online nowadays. A 12 year old usually kicks your ass. That's yeah, that's generally kind of sucks. Well, what what is if if you were to say so and so is my favorite game? What would that so and so be? Need for Speed. Um. Hot Pursuit. Hot Pursuit. I, I wait. I oh, are you talking about game. the the first Hot Pursuit on PlayStation Two? Or the no, I'm talking about the one that's on my iPad and it drives people crazy on the airplane when I'm when I'm driving that game. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so you're talking about a mobile game is your favorite game ever? Absolutely. On the okay. iPad, it's freaking crazy cool. Okay. All right. <laughs> I love it. Are you? A now, I'm a PC gamer for the most part, and and, and yeah. PlayStation, but. I love games on my iPad. I are, think it's a blast because I can take them anywhere. Sure. Are you a car guy? Uh, um, you mean real car car yeah, guy? Yeah, yeah. I mean, if you yeah, like, just, I mean, I know what I like, and I like a lot. But no, I'm not a a, a car enthusiast by well, any means. And you, you like I, to I love bring going your... to museums and looking at them, but I know very little about them. And you, you, you like to bring your games everywhere. Are you interested in the new Nintendo Switch? That's what I'd like to know. You know, I'm going to have to read up more about it okay. because it didn't look very impressive from the TV commercial. Oh, it's not. I mean, what's the major feature <laughs> well, of, of Switch? Imagine your iPod, uh, your iPad, right? Right. Now take off the Apple and put on Nintendo's logo. There you go. No, but it has some dock and stuff. I mean, yeah. they, they were, that's not how it they just, they didn't make it look like an iPad, dude. The, so the do, that, yeah, the, that doesn't sell me. The dock, <laughs> the dock is so you could play it on the TV and then you could undock it and put controllers on it and then you can walk around and play it in an airplane if you want to well, well that's kind of cool with yeah. controllers not actually on the uh the device well they 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 click on the side of it oh, okay so in mm -hmm. other words um my my ipad on 
air airplay to my Apple TV. Same thing. Sure. It's on the big exactly. screen and I'm sure. playing it. So, so what? Apple makes the best tablet there is. Why would I want to buy a Nintendo thing? Lie. I love it. I love it. Well, <laughs> I I'm just saying. <laughs> that's exactly you're. You don't even know anything about it, and you're exactly right about it. And that, and I think that's. <laughs> and I, I, I feel like that's like what Nintendo has been doing. Uh, in, the, in the last few decades, uh, I, I wouldn't mm-hmm. say decades, but at least one last decade, um, and it, it's just been—I don't know—it's just been one fail after another. Uh, there's second ran on everything. Right? Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. I've heard buzz about that before. People going, "Well, they're just too late with everything. They're not innovating. They're copying everything." Yeah. All right. That's sad. Sad. Sad to be Nintendo. Sad. Bad world. Uh, sad. And at least, at least your character is Duke Nukem because you know Mario's first and last name, right? First and last name? Yeah. What? It's Mario Mario. Mar- no, really? Do you, do you know Link's? Know do, you, do you know Link's first and last name? Link from the Mod Squad? No, Link from uh, um, <laughs> Zelda. <laughs> that's what, from Zelda. Do you guys even know what the Mod Squad <laughs> oh, is? Oh yeah, I totally. Mean, you have no clue. Totally. It's like an from old what? show. Uh, li- Link Link from Zelda. Oh, from Zelda. Okay, no, I don't know Link's name. Link Link. <laughs> it's Link. It's Link Link. Wow. Yeah. Original, right? Go Nintendo. Sounds Go like Nintendo. a panda, for fuck's sake. <laughs> link, link. It's not a Chinese game either. <laughs> oh, Link Link. Yeah. Really, you guys think? Say go back to Link Link. Go back to China. <laughs> that was, uh, that was Japan. I apologize. You're fine. You're fine. <laughs> really, you got anything else? No, I'm good, dude. I, good. I don't care, man. Yeah, I, it, it's I, up to John if he wants to stay on. Seriously, but. this has been a lot of fun. We, we've had a lot of fun. Is there anything you want to add uh, since you kind of have the floor here? I mean, you do. Oh, well, <laughs> hell. Uh, sure. I'd like to uh, see everybody who's in the middle of the country in the Midwest region come to Midwest Media Expo in Dearborn, Michigan, April 27th. And uh, first drink's always on me when we drink together. Awesome. So my my fans who I see you know once a year usually at repeat cons they all know that I'm gonna drink and they're <laughs> gonna have to drink with me and and I don't pressure anybody to drink but you know I generally buy a huge bottle of tequila and and you know and just get forcibly to, get pour shots on everybody right, that's okay with me so well, come to that uh, middle of July I'll be in Green Bay Wisconsin at Katsukon. Oh, no, Katsuni. I'm sorry, I said the wrong one. But I got it right the second time. You got it right. I'm so confused by the con names. Yes. Um, I'm, I'm hoping to go uh, the weekend after that to uh, Australia to Avcon in wow. Adelaide. Very fun. Uh, nice. I was there a few years ago, and they've expressed some interest in having me back this year, though that's not finalized. I shouldn't probably talk about it, but fuck it. This, <laughs> no, you go. You this is an avenue anyways, for me, dude. Um, I may return to something MAGFest-related, which is going to get a lot of buzz after this airs. Um, because I, uh, I was the king of MAGFest for years. And then a few years back, they stopped inviting me, inviting me. And a lot of the fans got pissed Those off. Those bastards. And yeah, I know, right? Those bastards. So, uh, but See, I'm, uh, that was my terrible with them right now to come back. And I, it's, uh, it's con booking season for me yes. right now. So this is fortuitous to be on your program and tell people, if you want to meet me, if you want to drink with me, if you want to hang out and hear some stories, and I'll even tell you, you know, some dirt on other voice actors who are friends of mine and they won't even know about it. Um, nice. Then you need to tell the con that you're going to that you want me to be a guest. That's how it works. Ah. So you tell them, God, can you guys get John St. John to come to your con? That would be great. All my friends want to meet him. And the next thing you know, they're calling me and I'm making a deal and out I go and, and I meet you and we hang out. And 
and get drunk. I drink with you and have sex with some of you. And <laughs> well, not you, not me. Not, thank God, not you guys. Oh. Would you, this is all comedy. Okay? When you, this is all comedy. Let me ask you this. Thing. When you have yeah. sex with someone, do you do it in the Duke Nukem voice? That's what I'd like to know. I used to say no. That, <laughs> that would never happen. And, and the reason I said that is because they go, do you use that on your dates? Well, my dates have mainly been women around my age, and they've never even heard of They're Duke like, Nukem. They're like, who's that? Yeah. So for me to go, come on, baby, means nothing to them. <laughs> They're and like, I what's said, something wrong with your throat? That. The yeah. lady I've been dating recently knows Duke, and I've I've used it on her, and it worked pretty well. Well, hey, that's all that matters, really. Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, John, thank you so much for joining us here on the Game Fix Podcast. We It's uh, been my we love pleasure it. helping to fix games with you. Yes, yes. Uh, and uh, if uh, anything you want to say to the fans listening right now, go. Do it. Ready? I, I love my fans so much. All I, I feel so honored that I have fans that all I want to do is come out and meet you, shake your hands, hug you, and thank you in person for helping put my kids through college. Well, great. Awesome. Well, thanks again, John. We appreciate you having on the show here. You betcha. Awesome. <laughs> wow. That was, that interview was awesome. <laughs> I'm sorry. I got to get like back here now. Okay. All right. Moving yeah, it's, on. It surprised the shit. Out that, that was awesome. You that was had, a cool dude. You see, I, I have to see the differences. I have talked to John St. John. Uh, you haven't. So, right. Blaine had never really gotten a chance to. So, that, that was, I'm sure that was so cool for you. It was cool for me yeah, too. Totally. <laughs> totally. Totally. It, it t- totally different vibe on an interview. It probably the most fun, least professional. I've ever done. <laughs> and it was perfect. Which I think was it was sweet, right yes. on. Yeah, I've, I, I agree. Uh, now, now, as far as something that we actually talked about uh, within the podcast, and I want to kind of get to it, uh, is... Interview. The, well, no... Or what did I say? The podcast? We're, yeah. we're doing the podcast. Oh, that's right. I meant with the interview. Um, is the Nintendo Switch. Yes. Uh, and there, there's some things that have arose and have come out about the N- Nintendo Switch. I kind of want to get into that. Uh, first thing that I saw that somebody stole a Nintendo Switch. <laughs> so, okay. Uh, apparently, uh, there were... A, a couple of thefts of the actual Nintendo Switch. You, you know something about that, right? Like it was, it was stolen, and then it was. Yeah, it was it, somebody. It it had to be somebody from one of the factories. Yeah. Took one of these things, and then it, whether it, I, I, I'm, I don't know if it was the person who actually got it from there or if it was given to somebody else, but. It went from there to somebody. This person did an unboxing and took the whole thing apart and leaked everything. Yeah. And then sold it. <laughs> I also heard a different I heard a different story, unless it's the same story, okay. but it involves the person who bought it from this um, unboxing guy or girl or whatever, um, that Nintendo threatened lawsuits so gotcha. the person actually sent it back to them oh wow either way i mean is it even it's not even <sighs> worth it whoever did this it was stupid do it with the xbox or something like because if if you would have got busted for this for a nintendo switch i mean it doesn't seem as like very important to no, me i i agree I, I i think it's one of those things where you know because nowadays everyone's trying to be the first and they got they got to do this we got to be the number one person to do this um mm-hmm. I, I i think that they had an idea of that and and to be the first to have it i guess technically they are the first uh, oh yeah <laughs> but but in this case uh it's not quite uh the most legal way to do it 
Yeah. Uh, and it's dumb because yeah. you know what? Either way, whether it's this or something else, like it, it doesn't, unless you're going to do it constantly, it's not really going to amount to very much. Right. You know, especially if it's illegal because Nintendo just has to file a suit with YouTube and have it pulled. So you're not even going to make advertising dollars from That's it. That's true. And in fact, I don't even know who the person is. So you obviously didn't get popular from it. Right. Yeah, well, um, I mean, they, they tried. They tried, but Nintendo kind of shut it down. Now, I know I know, the system was actually taken apart. Yeah. Uh, and we got to kind of see the innards of the actual system, which is kind of cool. I think is actually one of the coolest things that I've seen in, in a while. Like, I actually see the inside of a console before it's even released. I don't know if that's yeah. the best thing in the world for Nintendo. But um, it, the one thing I noticed that I think most people did notice uh, is the battery in the actual screen. Uh, it's very big. It's giant, dude. It's like, like almost half of the system. Yeah, which is which is good. I mean, I, I actually in, in this case, I, I look at that as as a good thing. And because when they say, uh, you know, people might be complaining about the the battery lifetime, but yeah, I mean, what is it, two point five to six hours? Uh, and I I don't I, I think they're right. I think that's exactly what it's going to be going to be doing. What's a battery that size? Especially with the technology that is today, that battery is giant. <laughs> right. It, but that also has to tell you that really you cannot get superior gaming from a device that small mm -hmm. because uh, you just won't be able to. Like, if that battery is what it takes to power the Nintendo Switch, which is granted stronger than the, the Wii U or oh, whatever, sure. but it's well, not, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know. So, even taking that generational step backwards in technology, it requires that big of a battery. So, so right there, in order to get anything better, the battery has to get bigger. You will yep. never be able to shrink that down. Um, and I'm worried because, yeah, it has the battery, but did you see that there's also a cooling fan in there? Yeah. A cooling fan is good for a console, but that's got to say something. That's got to say that they might be worried that this thing can overheat. And I'm waiting to see the lawsuits of people whose batteries explode oh because they're God. addicted to gaming. Yep. They can't use their TV because mommy and daddy have it. So they play all night long, maybe have it. I don't know if you could plug it in just to the wall, but good point. It, it seems weird. Once yeah. the fan goes out, then you're screwed. Yeah. Um, there is speculation that the fan could only be work, only be used when it's docked, um, which makes a little bit of sense, but not really, because the battery is going to be used more when it's not docked. And what you want to do is cool the battery, right? Yeah. Am I wrong? No, no. You're, I mean, I guess in this case, yeah. <laughs> so, um, yeah, it was interesting. It was very a weird thing to happen. Yeah. Um, but Nintendo deserves it, because even though they, they'll come out when you ask them about why your shit's so weak and they'll, you know, we know they, they know it and they acknowledge it, but you know, it's all about the games. It's not about, you know, the graphics or whatever it may yeah, be. Yeah. Well, I mean, this is just, they're, they're really still lying to us because a, <laughs> yeah. they never, they've never told us the exact specs of the, the machine. We have to find everything out through leaks. Sure. Uh, everything from Nintendo has to be leaked. Because they, they don't want us to know the truth. And why don't they want us to know the truth? Why are they, there's such a big hullabaloo about this. I mean, I you guess that's the one thing. Nintendo Switch. Were you guys planning on doing anything else for the next three weeks before it releases? Probably not. Like, it, yeah. they didn't want people to know. Now, they didn't want people to know. Uh, one thing that was released by Nintendo, though, 
uh, was the size of the games that they're going to be releasing. Well, at least a few of them. Uh, right. Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wind, they're saying it's 13.4 gigabytes. We, we've actually already, we saw that, though. Uh, Mario Kart 8 Deluxe will be 7 gigs. Um, what are the other good ones? Whatever. Let's just say those. But uh, the one that I saw that I was just like, wait a minute. It, okay, here it is. Now, let me say this first. Now, if you buy the actual cartridge, just like an old Nintendo game, you don't need to install it into the system. Okay? It, it's just a cartridge. It'll work from there. Uh, there's only 32 gigs of an internal memory in the actual unit. <clears throat> now, if you were going to download, say, I don't know, Dragon Quest Heroes 1 and 2, which is technically one game that they're going to be putting out, uh, it's mm-hmm. 32 gigs. It's actually, it's it's one of those games that you just really can't buy uh, digitally uh, and, unless you get a... Um, uh, what do you call it? like the, the SD card, an SD card to make it bigger. Uh, so that's a little weird. Um, I, I can see why they're pushing uh, the cartridges so much because it really doesn't matter as far as the install uh, when you yeah. have the cartridge, which is cool. I think is one actually one of the coolest things about the system is you nowadays you would think that, you know, it's going to work better if you install it on said console. But in this case, you don't have to. I mean, it's, it kind of works like a, a 3DS or a regular Nintendo, like original NES. Right. Um, I, don't, I, I think, I mean, look, it's 32 gigs, yes, but that's two games, as you said. And yeah. even though it's one game with two in it, yeah, I mean, that's what, just like 15 gigs sure. a game. Um, which still, because I do things like this, I judge games now by the, the size of the game, mostly. Whether it's going to be really, well, actually, when it, when it comes to is it worth the money, I judge by gigs. Yeah maybe sometimes time. So like you're telling me that Mario Kart 8 Deluxe is 7 point whatever gigs. Immediately I think, okay, 7 point whatever gigs is how big Left 4 Dead 2 is. And Left 4 Dead 2 is such a huge game, yet, you know what I'm saying? Yet Mario Kart is only 7 gigs, so it couldn't be that much of an improvement. Yeah, I guess I could see what you're saying. Like Zelda, Breath of the Wind is 15 gigs. That would be awesome if that game came out four years ago, five years ago, they'd be like, this thing is huge. But 15 gigs now is like just a, a level in a game that yeah. we have now. It, it, it's, it's Wolfenstein. And, and really it, you can, it, some people, right. Some people can say, well, you can't always judge a game by that. But yeah, you can, because 15 gigs, if that's how big the game is, that's how much information the game has. So that's how much the game can do. Yeah. So if I'm going to have a choice between you know, a 60 gig Grand Theft Auto 5 or a 13 gig Zelda money wise, time wise, replay value wise. I'm going to go with Grand Theft Auto yeah. because there's obviously more to the game. It's written right there in the amount of memory. Uh, I, I, I don't know what Nintendo. I, I think that Nintendo was planning on lying to everybody in the first place. I mean, they, I, OK, wait, first of all, why? That's what I Why? Why do you say that? <clears throat> Well, not lying. Just they, they were going to hide the truth for as long until somebody actually bought a switch, decided to take it apart. Because well, really, case, you, yeah. once you take them apart, it voids the warranty, mm-hmm. you know. And as you said, not too many times do you get to see inside of a console for that very reason. You could look up, I guess, videos. Somebody's sure. out there is going to do it. Oh, yeah, yeah. But really, I mean, I think it amounts to Nintendo knows that people are just question them. 
every interview that you see about Nintendo with that weird dude from American Nintendo, <laughs> it, like they ask him questions that are geared toward what the fuck? Yeah. Why are these games so small? And it's always beat around the bush answers. Well, fuck the fact that we don't put a lot into the game. Just focus on the fact that it's the same game you've been playing for 20 years. I wish he actually said that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I don't know why it's funny to me. Like, fuck no fuck. Like, you actually said that. That'd be awesome. Anyway, <laughs> anyway I'm sorry. <laughs> I don't know, man. I, I mean, obviously, th- this is just one of those uh, those isolated incidents that uh, kind of makes, I, you know, it also makes you kind of wonder if it was like kind of a setup type thing. You know what I mean? Like, like they set the yeah, the like like we're gonna tell you to stop doing it, we're, but we're gonna pay you to do it, but we're gonna make it like it's like a leak and like oh no, like we actually want people to know, but this is how we want to do it. People love leaks. I don't know. Link, leak. I'm totally link, 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 link. Yeah. 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 So, uh, what um, about Xbox? Can I talk well, about some Xbox? Let's let's do that. Let's do that. The only the only reason I want to mention this briefly or not briefly is because <laughs> I I believe maybe a few shows ago I mentioned something to this effect and it was me saying I was part of the preview program mm-hmm. and I wanted to get out of it. A, in order to get out of it, I had to. Uh, do a factory reset on my Xbox, which erased everything. You know what I'm saying? And yeah. I had to reinstall everything. And the fact that being part of this program caused more pain than good. Like it, it would, it was just a hassle all the time. And now they're really getting it up the butt because <laughs> this latest update, like not only did they. Re, they renamed this in this program. The preview program is now called an insider program. And this insider program has an alpha ring and a beta ring respectively alpha getting it first beta, you know? Um, well this latest, uh, update has pretty much disabled people in this alpha ring to play multiplayer. Like hmm. it has fucked their Xboxes, so they cannot play multiplayer games. There's a couple they can play. Wow. AAA titles, nope. They and they never had a rollback option, so now people are demanding a rollback option. They don't let you get to pick between alpha and beta. They just throw you in one of them, and Ugh. they can't do anything now until this thing is fixed. Which, as from the beginning of this podcast, it's like nine tonight. It hasn't been fixed, or and people are still just can't do anything because of this update because it's just royally just fucked them. That's bullshit. It is. It's totally bullshit because like they're they're giving you this this like thing like you think about it you're like oh yeah here I don't know I'm talking like Duke Nukem all the time but like they 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 give you like this like here it is we want you to be a part of this exclusive thing where you can you know see games before anyone else or you could test this out or you could do that and like but it's totally going to mess with your system and you probably won't be able to play games like wait a minute <laughs> well this is not a fun exclusive thing anymore if it's not going to work and if they're going to if they're totally going to fuck your system so i don't know uh, and I, they're they're pulling a nintendo about it because they are not really making like responding to it. They're not keeping people up posted of it, of it. And I always had this thought that when this shit would happen to me, like I would update. And then for a while, like you constantly, like every day I was getting an update on this preview program. Every day I would go to start overwatch and have to wait like 15 minutes 
to get this update installed onto my system. Yeah. Um, like it, it just, I don't know. It, it's, I always had this idea that they were trying to hide the fact that it was doing anything and made me feel like it was my fault. Oh, like yeah. I must be the only one. And then this shit happens. That's and I cr- knew yeah, that you. it wasn't me. Yeah. It's everyone. Um, but in related news, they're bringing, remember that, um, streaming service that they just bought beam. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Beam.pro. You yep. go on. It, it, it's, I don't know. It's just like Twitch. If you don't know what beam is, it's like Twitch. It adds some sort of, uh, interactive functionalities to it, but it's still kind of in a beta ish form. Um, this is kind of relevant, but all right. Beam is part of this update for these alpha insiders is beam was installed. It's the default lets you stream whether it works or not. Who the fuck knows? Cause people can't get online, whatever. Um, but my whole thing is they put beam the, the, this streaming service owned by Microsoft, owners of the Xbox, and everything that is pretty much anti-Apple. They put Beam on Apple iPhones before they even put it on <laughs> fucking the Xbox. <laughs> yeah, that sounds about right. They, yeah. it, I've always said Windows <laughs> is retarded. Yeah, that, I don't know what, that, what their th- thought is with that. You know, Microsoft, all they would have to do is make Cortana, Smart Glass, and Beam exclusive. Yeah. Like, what the fuck is <laughs> Apple will, will not even bat an eyelash to making anything their own. Yep. Even their fucking plugs. Yet Microsoft wonders why the fuck nobody likes their products like the Windows phone. Trust me, I have one for anybody who <laughs> yeah, doesn't know. It sucks. <laughs> and it sucks. And it sucks more when you see Xbox exclusive apps on fucking iPhone and Samsung. You're like, wait a minute. So so you have Xbox you have Microsoft Xbox you have Microsoft exclusives not on Microsoft. That'd be like Sony putting out an exclusive game for Xbox. Well, that means that they're not exclusives then. Well, no, no. It's exclusive to the Xbox, but it's made by Sony. Oh, wow. Like, if Sony makes the God of <sighs> the next God of War, Sony's God of War, exclusively on Xbox. <laughs> yeah, I know. That doesn't make any sense. That's a kick in the nuts to yeah. anyone who has a fucking Sony anything. Yep, yep. But, uh, yeah, so I'm not trying to knock Xbox. We all have Xboxes. I, I, I love the you. Xbox. But get the hell out of this preview program because it started out where people were, they were fooling you into thinking, oh, we're letting you play the game first with these beta tests. And now they're like, okay, now it's time. The real nitty gritty comes here. This is what it's like to be a real alpha tester. Yeah. You just lost all your files testing out our shit. Well, we know what the problem is. Your problem is now that you lost all your shit. Yeah. Good luck. Have fun with good that. luck. <laughs> but yeah, yeah. A lot of good stuff coming to Xbox. A lot of beams. Good. One of them. I think it'll be cool on the Xbox. Well, that's cool. I, I'm actually excited to use it. I want to see what it's about. It's all about. Yeah. It's all about. But uh, I think that brings us to the end of the show. <laughs> but I didn't get to talk about Crash Bandicoot. Oh well, we'll save it for next week. How about that? Is that okay? Okay. Okay. Yeah. yeah we'll, we'll talk. Absolutely. It's not going anywhere. We're going to talk Crash Bandicoot next week. And also, ooh, ooh, ooh uh, we uh, well, first I want to thank John St. John, uh, the the voice of Duke Nukem, for joining us on the show. I think that was one of the most fun interviews we've ever had. 
yes. by far. Uh, but uh, next uh, next Monday, we actually have another interview. I know, Verlaine, you love interviews. But, um, uh, <laughs> you know, uh, but God, God uh, the, the game actually is being released uh, next Tuesday. Um, excuse me. And the game is called Horizon Zero Dawn. Uh, if you, I'm sure you've heard a little bit about it. It is an exclusive. It is. This is definitely exclusive. Exclusive PlayStation 4 game. Uh, and we are going to talk uh, to the lead uh, of the game. Uh, she plays um, L-O-L-O-E. Did I say it right? Okay. L-O-E. L-O-E, yeah. Uh, her name is Ashley Birch, and she will be joining us next week. So we're pretty excited about that. This, this yeah. game, mm-hmm. uh, this is what the game that playstation needs yes this game is going to start a a whole new franchise i hope so it looks really good it looks very promising it looks awesome and one of my favorite features of just seeing this game is that all right you know how in every game nowadays that's pretty much kind of like third person over the shoulder run around yeah you dive off of a tall cliff or something and you know you either do a swan dive or you just jump and land on your feet flip you know what i'm saying yeah just well, in this game, you dive off something high up. It's like you do a suicide jump, turn 180 degrees, and shoot a grappling hook onto the cliff side and then rappel down. <laughs> it's the coolest way I've ever seen anyone get down anything. Oh, that's cool. That's cool. It's well, like, it's, I mean, the game looks great. It, it's different. It's more of like a hunting kind of shooter game. Yeah. I don't know. It, it's fucking weird. It looks good, though. Yeah, I'm actually yeah, considering totally. getting in this game. The, 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 a lot of good reviews, too. Yeah, this is one of those games that I'm looking at. So we're very excited uh, to be interviewing Ashley Birch uh, next uh, week on the show. So yes. please join us then. But uh, yeah, but you you did her John St. John and what an awesome interview. Please tell people about it. Tell people that, you know, we do interviews differently than anyone else because we, we don't, do them different. We do do them different. We don't I don't want to ask questions like, how did you get started in this? Because we OK, we get it. We, we want to know who that person is, what, how that how it makes them tick. And that's how we do it. So. Um, how many knuckles can you fit in your mouth? <laughs> that's uh, we should have asked that, John. I bet you a lot. At least four. I think you can get four. No? Um, I don't know. I don't know. You're, you're, it depends on what set of knuckles. Like, I, I can't get my, like, punching knuckles if you're in listening, there, but I can get my, my finger in knuckles. If you're listening and you stuck your hand in your mouth, I got you. That's all I want to say. <laughs> gotcha. Gotcha. So, all right. Well, uh, thank you again for listening. Uh, we had a lot of fun. Again, thanks again to John St. John. And, uh, Verlaine, you got anything else? Nah. Nah. Yeah, that's cool. Brucey B? Goodbye. Have a nice day. Peace. See ya. Love ya. Adios, turd nuggets. Oh, yeah. This is Duke Nukem, and I'd rather be the only straight man on a Greek freighter than sit through another Game Fix podcast. I'm sorry, I couldn't. I couldn't get through it without laughing. Oh, it just crazy. occurred to me, and I tried, but I failed. Ooh. Hi, this is comedian and writer, and let's be honest, I do a lot of things. This is Dean Archipotus, the host of Whiskey Business, the podcast not so much about whiskey as it is one with whiskey. Yes, we drink and talk about whiskey, but we do so much more with so many interesting people. For example, we talk to comedians like Greg Warren. You know, I don't want to brag. But let's just say I can walk into a Red Lobster and get whatever. 
You know, I think the pause right there is probably more important than the word. Amazing athletes like boxing champion Buster Douglas. When a fighter's down and he's looking for his mouthpiece instead of trying to get up. That's when I knew it was over. Yeah, yeah. right? And, yes, Bigfoot chasers. Do you believe in Bigfoot? And if so, does he really eat beef jerky? <laughs> the Bigfoot thing is people have seen these, and, and I've seen a lot of compelling evidence about it. It's Whiskey Business with Dino Chipotas. Join us for what we call a good conversation with a good pour. You really can't ask for much more than that, can you, people? Check us out at whiskeybusinesspod.com, a proud member of the Evergreen Podcast Network.